everybody, I'm Jody Marks, and welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks, brought to you by P3 Theater Company, where every week I sit down and talk with a new group of panelists who not only help educate us all, but also help give the Black community a voice on topics and conversations that should have happened a long time ago. You can also watch the show live by going to P3 Theater Company's Facebook Live every Wednesday at 6.30 Pacific Time, where if you have a question on the week's topic, we'll be happy to answer it. Now sit back, listen, and learn, because we're about to break it down. Welcome to episode 11 of Breaking It Down with Jody Marks. I'm your host, Jody Marks, and this is part two of the, wa- the March on Washington 2020. Back with us today is Bree Mathis and Gary Mathis. Can you both just remind everybody who you are? So Bree, you'll start. Hi, my name is Bree Mathis. I am a project director for a mental health program as funded by the county. And it's focused on innovation and helping to go into areas that are high risk, low um, socioeconomic status, and to help create change by making communities more trauma informed, as well as helping them to become more resilient. Yeah, Gary? My name is Gary Mathis, uh, recent CSUN grad and activist for general equality. So can you both just give um, everyone a reminder of what the March on Washington 2020 was? So Gary, you can start us off. Uh, So the March on Washington was uh, dubbed Get Your Knees Off Our Neck, which was um, to protest against police brutality and to defund the police and invest in Black communities. In addition to um, protesting for equality, we also were pushing for voter registration and making sure that people are getting out there in November to vote. First off, how do you feel about being a part of history now? I'm ecstatic. Like I, this is probably one of the highlights of my lifetime (laughs) thus far to be able to say that like we were there, that we were, out there that we were marching, that we were a part of the oh. historical monumentous moment. I am just still like in awe that we were able to do this um, with COVID and everything else going on and all the different oppositions that we face and getting out there to have this have been a successful trip for us to have had such a peaceful march to see all the different generations that were out there marching from babies under the age of one to people who were probably at the original march. And it was just such a, yeah, it was such a a lifetime, like life changing experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm excited for like in the future when kids are learning about it in the history books and then they're going to be like, okay, we want you to interview like a relative, someone that, that was live during the march and they're going to come to me and I was actually there and I could just break it down for them and be like, oh yeah, I was at the march. I was out there fighting for equality, you know? All right, I'll tell you exactly what went there. Yes, we're uh, gonna get into that. Like what, let's paint a picture for everyone who wasn't there. Starting with just getting there and getting into <laughs> the march itself. <laughs> Oh, we had two different experiences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine was a little bit more streamlined. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, well, since you had an easier experience, well, I, yeah, you, you started off. Yeah, I was like, I had a streamlined experience. We got picked up in our Uber. It was great that I will shout out to Uber for partnering with the organizations that uh, Nan that helped put on Black Lives this this March. And as a result of them showing their solidarity, they were providing us with twenty dollars toward our ride. So hopefully that meant that your ride too. Um, the area was free. Ours was <laughs> because of the fact that we had a, a seamless process. And so if you lived within, or if you were coming from within 15 mile radius, Uber would pick you up and then you could apply this code and then be able to hopefully have a free ride or if not, at least a heavily discounted ride. And so we got there. We luckily our driver dropped us off toward where, closer to where the end of the line was. Um, but we still had to like walk through the park, get in line, which was a three hour wait to finally get inside. But once inside, because of the fact that we had gone there so early, we were able to walk all the way, basically almost to the front, get a couple of, um, pictures and then find like a nice shady spot to spend the day in because it was, it was hot out there. Oh Yeah. So Gary, how was our experience getting to this park? So we got the Uber that didn't know what was going on. He, he tried two different routes to get us to uh, 17th Street, both blocked off. Ended up doubling, circling around another time and finally got us close enough where we could just hop out the car. So we had to pay, yeah, and then walk even like probably another half a mile to get there. So our ride wasn't free. <laughs> The charge went up, and then we find finally we got to the area. We was able to find uh, Brianna and link up, and then the wait began. But we did so we did hand out flyers for a petition though. So me and Gary had a like yeah. a little mission going on. So it kind of helped us, like it broke it up because Bree. You know, she was a trooper. She stood in line. Me and Gary, basically, with everybody that we went with, me and Gary were trying to hand out flyers um, that actually we'll put the link in here that you can go sign this petition. It's to fight um, against police brutality and basically give um, citizens a voice um, so you don't have to basically be the ones watching it um, and just having to stand there and do nothing. You can actually be like, you are doing something wrong. Um, so if you could sign the petition, that would be a great help. It's going to something oh. amazing. And so we'll put that um, in this episode today. But me and Gary had a mission and we actually found that where the reflecting pool was, we could get to it. And we were like, we yeah. so we were like, why don't we have a bracelet on and we can just get to it? But we're like, oh, it's probably not blocked off yet. So well, but, I, yeah, go no, ahead. Cause I, okay, so there's like, it's a reflecting pool. And then when you get to the front of the reflecting pool, there's another gated section. So I thought we was waiting for the wristbands to get into that that front gated section. So also I would have just stayed in, like we could have perfect seats. Like we was there before anybody was there. I got some pictures before the march even started of the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument. And it's like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And then, yeah, we could, we, we would have the perfect seats if we would have known we didn't have to get back in line. <laughs> I know we came back to Brie and the family and it was a waiting game from there. And then mm. 
the only the only time I ever thought that it was a little disorganized was when they were basically going to be starting the main program. So they wanted everybody just to get in, just to get in. And then they were like, you don't need wristbands or tickets anymore. And everybody's like, you waited in this line for yeah. how long? Oh, actually. And that was the other thing, because when Gary came back and showed me the pictures, I was like, that's what we're trying to get to. But they had made it very clear in the email that you would not be allowed to march if you did not have a wristband. Or your temperature taken. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those definitely measures put into place. Um, Let's let's talk about how we got those. Pretty nice though. Keepsake. Oh yeah. I'm very happy that we have that and our bracelets. I definitely mm -hmm. am keeping mine as part of And we basically were like, we know we don't need them, but souvenirs, please give it to us. (laughs) And then the rest of the times I just I was like, thank you. They didn't care. They were like, please move along. Uh, no, by the time, like, we're going there, man, just, just like, all right, just get in. Just get in. We need everybody at the mark. Just get in there. Which is kind of cool, though, because, I mean, that's why we're all here. You don't want people waiting in line when they're actually getting started, so. Yeah. yeah. The hard part about that, then, is that you don't get the, the true count of how many people yeah. showed up, and there's, you know, been estimates that have been, like, you know, speculated, but we don't know exactly how many people were there because of the fact that they finally did just start letting us in in waves and there was no count any longer. But how did you feel about that moment, like being so close together and COVID was still, obviously it's still very much a thing. Uh, Did it ever cross your mind? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it never did. Like, I really was just like, give me my ticket. I need to, where can I go? I never thought about it once until we sat down and I was like, oh, there are a lot of people. Okay. But well, when we're <laughs> staying down, people were pretty spaced out, though. It's not, I mean, it wasn't the full six feet, but I mean, everybody, you weren't like shoulder to shoulder. You could, you could mm-hmm. put your arms out and you won't be touching no one with you. And people kept on I'm their mask. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole time, which, I definitely appreciated. People did try to keep some distance, even though it, you know it's hard to maintain a full six feet, like Gary was saying. But even when we marched, like people tried to, to keep some space and try to have some social distancing mm-hmm. uh, as much as possible. So for me, like I think more so when we were like not when we were in line. But when we were trying to like get to the point where we're like all rushing in now because of the fact that the program was starting and they really wanted us in at that point, that's when we started becoming very close to each other. And I was just like, Ooh, I don't back up, back up. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know you. You're not part of my, my, my pod. <laughs> trying to hold on to each other. Like, where are you going? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, his arm brushed mine. <laughs> Put on some <laughs> some hand sanitizer on my arm. <laughs> yeah, how did you feel when you were walking up though? Like, cause that reflecting pool is longer than people think. So how did that make you feel when you're actually walking that path? I just felt like, and I like I said, I was just in awe because like you're walking up, and because of the fact that we were part of like that earlier group to get in, we could literally walk all the way up to that that set of like barricades like Gary was talking about that first set mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god like it's 
it wasn't empty, but it just felt so empty because such a huge space. And the fact that we were able to get all the way to that very front, right up against the barricade and like take a couple of photos. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, I hope there's gonna be more people. And I, and I know that there was more people because I've seen how long that line had gone after we were in, like it was way longer than where we even started. And we were in it for three hours. Like, I can't imagine where that end of that line was and how long we were gonna have to wait. But I was just like, I hope more people are gonna be in here. Like this seems to be like a movement. Like we have to go up in force and numbers. And so I think at one point it was maybe like an hour into it. I like finally like looked around. I was like, oh snaps, like it's full in here. Like it's all the way back at the end of the pool and way past that and all up on the sides and into the hill area and, and in the pool in the pool in the pool <laughs> i'm like we are in here deep <laughs> exactly Showed up in full force even though covid and the non-county even like you know who participated in the virtual march like that's his own set of yeah. too but yeah yeah let's talk about getting in the pool. we got in the pool yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You Honestly, I want like I, when I first saw people getting in the pool, like I, I kind of have that that urge to like, yo, honestly, it looked like it probably feel good too because it's it was hot. You get your feet wet. So we end up getting in the pool after the actual ceremony and get some pictures. But I thought that's actually kind of cool experience to be able to say, yo, I was, I was in the reflection pool. Like, yeah. Because well, what else could you do it without getting arrested? <laughs> or like, y'all have to get out, you know? Yeah, it was right. like a normal thing people were doing, which was like weird, but it happened. Yeah, but it was like so perfect because like you could see, you know, the you could see Lincoln in the background. You could still see mm -hmm. all the people and the like waves of people on the sides and in the front. And it's just like, this is like the perfect way to capture everything that's happening around you and it's like yeah like let's just go ahead and get it <laughs> like you said to me too like when else are you gonna get in this pool <laughs> exactly never <laughs> never i would not do that if there were nothing well now now i don't know i go back i may just try to sneak in real quick take a picture <laughs> let's not <laughs> say we did you already have great pictures i've seen them they're yeah. great yeah no, but um, who was your favorite speaker at this march? I have two. Ooh, yeah. Um, I, I, I have, think we have the same two, too. Okay. So. <laughs> Frank Nitty, who I had not, the second, Frank Nitty the second, I had not heard of him until that day when he got to speak. And then mm -hmm. the other one was, also had not heard of before that day, was Dr. Jamal... What's his last name? Uh, I believe it was Brian. Brian, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were my two. Yep. Oh yeah, and like sure. Jamal, Jamal Brian speech is just—it's like one of those, one of those moments where you just feel it all come. Like everybody's would just start off. He, he started off. Everybody's just sitting down, and like he, the intensity of his speech just start ramping up, and then you see everybody just start rising to their to their feet start chanting it was just like one of those moments where it's like yes like this you you could feel the energy you could feel the power in it. 
It was definitely like inspirational. And he took us to church. He took us to church <laughs> that Sunday, right there on oh. the line. <laughs> yes. When he was using the references, um, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, Migos. Oh yeah, he started uh, off. Yeah. He started off quoting um, Negro, Negro Slave Hymns, mm-hmm. Spirituals, Negro Slave Spirituals. And he went from that to Maya Angelou to quoting the Migos. I'm like, he's in every generation. Like yes. He was like, mm-hmm. if, if this thing is going to hit you, you're going to know one thing. You know, there he was because he even said he was like, if you don't know Maya Angelou, then you must know the Migos. The Migos. <laughs> I was like, yes. I kind of want to walk it like you talk it. it. (laughs) And also, I rise, we rise, and like that. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. and that's like one of my like favorite poems too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. (laughs) I remember everybody on their feet after that, just clapping. I was like, come back. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like everyone before was getting like two minutes to like speak Mm -hmm. really quickly. And his speech was only six minutes, but it was so powerful in that six minutes that I was like, that man, like I, I could have listened to him all day. And we're- yeah, I didn't know six minutes. It felt like two minutes. It was so quick, honestly. It did. But you know what? We have that for you today. So we're gonna play it right now. That understands that we stand today with our brother Jacob realizing that even if we find ourselves paralyzed and you force us to crawl, we are like butterflies because butterflies only have two options. They crawl and then they fly. And we understand in this hour, this is the hour for black people to fly. Maya Angelou said, you can write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies, but still like dust, we rise, we rise, we rise. And if you don't know Maya Angelou, the least you can do is lower the Migos. And black people from here until November 3rd, we gotta walk it like we talking. We gotta keep moving until our generation takes the baton, changes the country, and makes America great for the very first time. Black people, rise up! So after watching that clip back, how does it make you feel today? Like you're not at the march anymore, but does it still have the same power? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You could feel ah, just you you could feel the energy come back, the chills, the excitement. Like you, you ready to go out and and get in good trouble. Get yeah. in good trouble. That's exactly it. You definitely feel like re-energized, re-inspired, and and yeah, like what can I do in my day-to-day life, or what can I, what project can I take on in my community? What changes can I help implement and make? to be able to be a part of this larger change that's that's happening. And so I like the whole idea of like, yeah, look in the mirror. Like if you're looking for a hero, look in the mirror, it's you. Like you need to be the one to help save. So that, that's probably like my favorite quote of the whole march. You're looking for a hero, look in the mirror. 
it's time for you to step up and you fill those shoes. Mm-hmm. Bree, I also heard, because I heard you go, woo, when um, the <laughs> leader of the Black Girls Ride. Oh, yes, my city was in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Long Beach. <laughs> yes. When she came on, because so in front of you who don't know um, the Black Girls Ride, they actually rode from Long Beach to Washington, Washington D.C. on their uh, motorcycles, and it was so cool to see. I was just like, "You did that, you." Yes, they left. They, she said that they had left on Monday, and got there for the march on Friday. And I was like, "Yes, that is absolutely amazing." I would love mm-hmm. to talk to her and just ask what happened on that 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 travel. Oh yeah, even with um, Frank Nitty, the other guy that we had talked mm-hmm. about, he walked. Week, he walked of, from Milwaukee. Yeah, seven hundred and fifty miles over the course of twenty eight days. Like now, that's a march. That is, I I can't even imagine and he did talk about some like just briefly just touched on some things that happened yeah those shotguns that people came out with shotguns people shot at like whoa they had escorts and they had you know different EMT that was with them traveling with them to make sure that you know everyone was okay which that's amazing to see that like people come together like that but then yeah he's saying that everyone that was coming out to you know chant or or not chant but like to spew racism they were all they all had trump 2020 signs Mm -hmm. and that just really speaks to like why it is that we're out here and saying that like we have to get him out of office and yeah i would love like i'm like i hope they recorded this i hope it's gonna be a documentary on netflix one day like i just would love to see like what happened on their march like 750 miles and even before we went i had just jokingly looked up like what if i marched to washington dc from long beach i'm like how long is this march i was like (laughs) i could do this like if i really just (laughs) If my job would let me off for over a month, I could do this. See, but you're saying like the walk. I'm thinking, what states do you hit in between that? Really, that was the thing. Like, I would just randomly, you know, Google, Google as you like look at GPS. Like, it'll show you, and it'll show you like a picture of like where you need to turn right. So I was like looking at some of like where some of the states were, and it's when you get to that like Midwest area, it gets real suspect. And looking at those pictures, I was like, I don't want to walk through there. I don't. No, I'm good. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So I can't even imagine what he saw on his march. Oh, yeah. Right. And also, we have to talk about um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter. Her, oh, yeah. her speech. Uh, she, she's good. She is good. So, yeah. Jeans, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. She was getting, you could tell, she was getting so into it when she was starting to get a little bit ahead of herself. But like, she was, she was slamming on the points. She was getting, uh, she was bringing the energy. The crowd was returning the energy. You, you could, you could feel the, you could tell the King bloodline was strong with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Like she will be that. leading her, some marches herself. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I'm sure she probably is already. Yeah. 
And then also um, Alea Eastman, the survivor of the Parkland shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also talked. And hers was so powerful too. That one gave me chills because that was the first one we saw. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, this is starting off right. This is, this right. is going to be great. Yeah. And then when, when she was talking about like how uh, like the shooting was happening and then she was under like a dead classmate's body mm-hmm. and like she could feel the bullet hit him. It's like, whoa, like that, it kind of like, it, it makes it real for you when she describes in that kind of detail. It really does. And I, but it gave me so much hope seeing her and his granddaughter uh-huh. speak because then I was like, the next generation, they got it. Like they are going yeah. to lead us. In, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they're just so much like passion behind what they were saying that you couldn't help but listen to every word. And I was just like, ah, I feel so much hope right now and I'm loving it. Like that's yeah. what they gave me, they gave me hope. Like, yeah, so nice. But um, how was the march itself? Like when we actually started marching, how'd you feel about that? So ended up, I guess. <laughs> that, the, the march itself was interesting because we are supposed to be marching to the Martin Luther King Memorial but we ended up at the Black Lives Matter Plaza. Right. And at some, yeah, at some point, because like it was just becomes like a funnel of people. You just follow, you each following each other and no one really knows where they're going. So you're just following the crowd and you're marching, you're chanting, you're sweating and trying and trying to catch your breath because it was, it was like, you're baking in that sun. I've, I've probably lost a couple pounds. Yeah, when I was um, looking up like like where people ended up, some people did end up at the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, memorial, like his statue, and then people ended up in the White House. Then people, some people ended up like on along the other streets um, where others like protests normally happen in Washington D.C. So we were like honestly all over. I feel like there were so many of us. Yeah, but there was no way to fit everybody in that memorial. Oh yeah space oh yeah like once we went back the next day and we saw what that space looked like I was like we could not have <laughs> all fit in so I do feel like maybe that's how things kind of got I don't even know not not skewed that's not the right word but that's how we all just ended up in so many different places because people probably did hit the monument and just kept going too because they're like yeah well, we all can't fit here anymore. It's not that big of a space. <laughs> and there was so many of us. Like they're saying there's about 200,000 people that were there. like, there's no way 200,000 people could have fit. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I was surprised when we, when we saw, I understand why we ended up there and why that was a, a destination. But even when I saw the original map, I would have assumed that let's take it to the White House. Like, that's where we need to be. Like, that's where our voice needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And it also makes sense because Black Lives Matter, the um, plaza is right in front of the White House. It also makes sense that we would be there as well. So when, when we were like, where are we? <laughs> we never hit MLK statue. Like, where are we going? And Gary looked at me and was like, well, the White House is right up here on the left. So it's like, that makes sense. But then it was barricaded off, so you couldn't even get down there. I know, I know. He he was cowering inside the White House. It was like barricade. It was like the fence. It was just fenced around, and you couldn't. 
Like we didn't even realize we got to the White House. Like you couldn't see it. No. You couldn't see it, yeah. And then the fence had all of this like Black Lives Matter stuff on it. Um, and then it was like, it also had, it was like defend black people. It was like Trump must go sign, like all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this is happening right outside the White House. This is a statement. And even there, there was even that, um, that all those boards, I kind of wanted to put up your poster, Brie. I wish we had like something to like put it up because people have basically put all of their protest signs, any sign that they made, they put it up on this wall. And that thing was like a long, a long yeah. wall. I wanted to go back and put my posters mm-hmm. up too. But I was like, I don't have anything to put it up for. <laughs> I was, yeah. Right. But that, like, that wall was, that was a really cool wall. Like, seeing all the different posters and the collection of, like, it's just, honestly, it's almost like a collection of souls. Like, everybody left a piece of them for the, for the, for the movement, for the march. Yeah. And then they just, it was beautiful. It was okay. absolutely beautiful. It was definitely very powerful. And then there were so many people out there, too, just in, like, different kind of things. Like, there was this boy with, um... The Black Lives Matter flag, and then he had a shield like "No Justice, No Peace." And he, oh, I, I saw like, that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you better be out here, like, <laughs> yes. And so many people had so many colorful like signs of like George Floyd and then Breonna Taylor. I, I was just like, I kind of wanted to just like stop them and be like, "Can I just look at ev- everything you did? This took the time. Can I just look, please?" Oh yeah, the art. I think they're the um instagram is like artists for justice mm-hmm. like they're yeah. they all had the george floyd like paintings and they were so beautifully done and each person had it was the same rendition but just like with a different color like background on um for him and i just thought they were so beautiful mm-hmm. like just so beautiful they really were and just seeing that because you could just see them throughout because they were like holding them up high Mm-hmm. I was like, that is uh-huh. amazing. Oh yeah, there's, honestly, there's a lot of cool signs. There's there's a lot of cool signs. Yeah, and then also the art just in Washington D.C. on the Black Lives Matter Plaza, like the doors had art too. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of um, Long Beach. Me too. I thought the same oh, thing. Oh yeah. It reminded me because I was like, this feels like Long Beach because there were so many beautiful like murals and like paintings. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Yeah. This is awesome. I felt, yeah, and I was like, I yeah, hope Trump watches, like, looks outside this window <laughs> and sees everything. Man, Trump ain't coming out that window. He's scared. He's so scared. But it, it was like a, a Black Lives Matter, like, art walk. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect way to describe it, yes. It is. It is. So how was this march a win for the Black community? Just seeing the amount of support that came out during a during a pandemic like you have over 200 people coming 200,000 people coming from all over the US during a pandemic just to prove a point of equality and like that that's powerful mm-hmm. yeah i think it also just shows like the fact that we are demanding that social justice initiatives really be in the forefront of our local government and as well as our national government's minds. Like this is important to us, to the fact that, to the point that we are traveling from all across the US 
we're tra- we're coming in, like Gary said, during a time that there's a pandemic that's going on and we're putting our lives at risk because that's how important this is to us. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, COVID has killed all these people, but police brutality, social injustice, that's killing way more. And so mm-hmm. we need to make sure that while you guys are coming up with plans around COVID, that you're coming up with plans for this as well. Yeah. And then when you say us, it's not even like just the black community. It's, it's white, it's uh, Asian, it's Mexican, like all races, all um, all sexual preferences. It doesn't matter. It's just equality for all. Mm-hmm. Um, what will you take away from this march personally? I think just the the feeling of like how inspired or how inspirational it really was to be a part of this. Uh, I like one of like my the moments that like really stick out in my head right now is when we were um, coming up beside like the the White House and it was getting a little sparse because we had to like take a rest break. And this man, we no one had been chanting. So this man starts the chant again for like no justice, no peace. And I look over and it's probably somebody like around my grandpa's age, like probably in his eighties with his wife. And I was just like, and his voice was, was definitely like loud and thunderous. And I was just like, yes, like, He's like, no, 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 we're not done chanting yet. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to lead it. <laughs> it ain't I over. That. It ain't over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that because yeah. I remember looking at you and being like, I bet you they were at the first one. Like, that's what I definitely <laughs> was thinking. I was like, I bet they were here in the 60s. And yeah, I know. Was, as he was starting it, I was like, I'm dying right now. Like, I'm so high. <laughs> I need water. But if you're gonna start it, I'm following. So right. <laughs> my yeah. mask muffled. <laughs> yes, I remember because oh, yeah. we took our we took our little break, and yeah. then I, he started, and I said, "We gotta get up. <laughs> we gotta go," because none of us were expecting to march that far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So everybody's out of the water at this heat. point too. Like mm-hmm. it's so high. You we done drank all the water. You don't, you don't even want to eat the snacks because you're, you're already thirsty. And you're yeah. just, you're, you're marching on will at this point. Yeah, well, think about this, right? We got there at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, right? And the march, we didn't end our day until what? Like, the sun went down. <laughs> by the time we made it back to the, to the house, uh, someone would walk by right now. But by the time we made it back to the house, it was already 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So we had been out in like the heat. 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. Over yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. We start from like when we left. And then by the time we returned, like it was a 13 hour day. And that, yeah, it was hot. <laughs> the one yeah. day it was super oh, yeah. hot in Washington was the day that we had to march. <laughs> You know, oh, but I wouldn't change it. I would not change it. No, it, it mm-hmm. was, it was, it was everything. Oh, but by the time, but then by the time we get back, like the storm clouds start coming in, 
it starts pouring, and you're like, you know what? They they held up the storm. We held up the storm for the month. It's like, no, we ain't rain on your parade. Like mm-hmm. they knew. Mm-hmm. You're right, Gary. You're right. Mother Nature had our back. <laughs> Exactly. I'm gonna give you guys sunshine and a cloudless day, but the moment y'all are done, (laughs) cue the rain. Thunderstorm. Yeah. So we were lucky enough to um, be able to stay the rest of the weekend and get to um, see basically other monuments. When we went to the um, MLK monument, though, how did that feel for you? Because we didn't get to see it the day before, you know, because we went to Washington, we went to um, the White House. But how did that feel for you in that moment when you finally saw it? I I had never seen it. So, like, when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is, like, it was, it was a beautiful monument. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's some flowers on it, which is, like, is pretty cool. And you, there's just a line of people waiting to take a picture with it. And then we we got our ourselves in that line. You have to. It was definitely like yeah. a pa- very powerful piece. Also, like the fact that it's you know prominent from the other two pieces of the stone that's supposed to mm. be a part of to show that it's like emerging. And then Gary and and, and me, our um, grandfather, actually like helped to financially contribute. Um, the part of the donations for the building of this piece so that I think also meant something too like oh like grandpa Uh like this is what (laughs) this is what you have to do huh I know yeah we're here partially because we have this here because of you like it's kind of cool yeah like this is where your where your money went like that's amazing Mm -hmm. and then they also had like his quotes in the background like on the background walls which is pretty cool so yeah gary and i actually saw um martin luther king the third and his family while we were leaving and that was really nice because i was like we just saw you speak and now we are here at your father's memorial Mm -hmm. oh wow i didn't know that yeah Yeah, because you were in the car before us yeah uh-huh. Yeah, because you, you guys always get the better Ubers. Our Ubers take a while. <laughs> so this time... Uh-huh. It but time, but right? you guys yet still beat us back to the house most of the time. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> like, when we leave for a destination, we get to the destination first. But when it comes time to go home, we get in the Uber first, but we always get there last. <laughs> they take the scenic routes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. Like, oh. Yeah, they do. But it was really special to see him. And I was like, wow. This yeah, is- his wife, uh, his daughter, and then like his daughter would have like a friend with her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just spot him like, wait, is that him? Wait, that's him. And then I went up at, because like he had like kind of like his, his people with him too. So I went up and talked to one of his people, see if like I could get kind of like a picture with him. But there's like, no, we're about to walk over to the monument. You can kind of take a picture of him, but not like disturb them as much. And I kind of understand that too. Like you don't want a bunch of people just button rushing you. Yeah. Cause also like that's that's his dad, you know? Yeah. Like that also yeah. has a lot of heavy weight for him. Cause he was only 10 when his dad passed away. Not even passed yeah. away, got assassinated. Let's be clear here. Yeah. 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 Was yeah. killed, um, taking from him just a senseless act. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed his speech and um, Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, those two uh-huh. are 
definitely people in our generation that are paving the way. Um, and I loved it. I, I love it. Actually, Gary, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So from years from now, because you said you're going to tell tell young young people, you know, about the march. What would you tell them? How are you going to describe it? I want to know. Ooh. <laughs> it's just it's something that gives you chills, you know? It's like, how would I describe it? I mean, it's hard to really, you can't compare it to anything else. So you kind of just, you kind of just have to take it for what it is. So it's just like, almost like a stadium full of people at the, at the Lincoln Memorial and everybody's there chanting for equality. So like you could feel that energy, that love in the air and it just has you hyped. Like you're ready to go out there and vote. You're ready to go out there and make change. Like you're you're just ready to go to war. You're ready to go to war for this. Yeah. And then that, that was awesome. Yeah, I was like what what Reverend Al Sharpton said that like the reason that we're having it here at the Lincoln Memorial is because President Lincoln made promises to the slaves, made promises to Black America. And we held up our end of the bargain. We fought in his war. And then when it came time for him to, you know, make those promises true, he reneged on them. Like he was it's just like, oh, never mind. Like no 40 acres yeah, in the field. No, no reparations. Oh, no. right. Yeah. People like, he signed the doc, he'd signed the emancipation document, but there was people who are still enslaved for two years after he signed it. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the way news travels, some people have theories around, like, why it took so long to reach Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they wanted like, one more harvest. Yeah. And so... Yeah, they wanted to let go of their slaves. Yeah, so even though, like, he, he did one part of it, a lot of it didn't happen. And still, to this day, has not happened. Like, we still don't have our full rights back. We're still not able to be seen as equals. We still don't have equal pay. We still don't have, you know, all these same protections as other Americans that they have. And so it's like, we're coming back to you, Lincoln, on this day, because as we're recommitting to what we said that we were going to do in the initial initial march, we're also saying that, like, we're not done fighting for what you promised us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Last question, guys. We made it. Even though I could talk about this march all day long, because I oh, yeah. reminisce about it, I just want to be like, so this happened. <laughs> um, but um, what do you hope comes out of this march or comes from this march? Okay. I would say I hope this like really inspired more people to get out there and register to vote. Because the black vote is already underrepresented, so we need anybody and everybody on our side to be out there with us come uh, November third voting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can't be any like protests or something like I don't like the candidates, so I'm not voting. It's like, regardless if you don't like the candidates, at this point we're voting for the lesser of the two evils. And we need to make sure that mm-hmm. if these aren't the candidates that you wanted to see, then okay, let's let's work on that for next time. But since this is who we have to choose from, then we need to make sure that 
it's not Trump. And you having a protest vote by saying, I'm not going to vote, at the end of the day, then that's a vote for Trump. Like, you're hurting us. So I agree with Gary like that. And then for me, I think, too, just for politicians and political leaders to really see this and realize, like, we're serious. Like, this is not something that's going away. It's something that we're sweeping under the rug. It's not, this is the hashtag of the week. And then we're on to the next big story in the news. Uh Like, this is continuous for us. And it has been since George Floyd's murder. And so it's going to continue to be something that they have to hear about and see every single week as cities across the U.S. continue to have protests throughout you know, probably until we have our election, probably past that. Like, it's not going mm-hmm. away. We're not sitting on the rug. We're not just going to be silent any longer because it's not something that it just happened with George Floyd. Something has been happening, and it just got to a point that this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's now out there for everyone to see. It's been recorded, so even people who haven't experienced it because they're not part of a black or brown or marginalized community, now that everybody has seen it, they've all felt and there's no justifying it and now everybody's upset so let's like let's capitalize on the fact that everybody's upset and let's get everyone to be a part of this movement and continue to take action against injustice yeah i really and then oh keep going gary oh i I also thought it's kind of cool that uh the nba was having a protest against uh police brutality during this so anybody like you couldn't watch the NBA, so that uh, freed up more people to actually pay attention to the march and draw in more uh, right. attention to it. So I thought that was also kind of cool to help promote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the two acts that they really wanted to focus on during this march was um, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, and then the John um, Lewis Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really hope that it was basically a wake-up call to you know congress that yeah they need to get this because a lot of people are watching them and are waiting for their decision and they need to make the right one yeah and we're not gonna stop Why? either we're gonna we're gonna keep at it until until we like you said we're gonna demand change we're gonna demand justice so mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pass that. that that it's not it's not a matter of if these laws get passed, uh, legislations get passed, it's a matter of when, because they will be passed. Yeah, and it's not, then it becomes, obviously, you're not hearing the voice of the people of your town or your city that you're there to represent, or your state, if you're in the Senate. It's, okay, well, since you're not listening to us, then you don't want this job, because that's your exactly. job. Your job is to go there and represent us. You're our representative. It's not for you to push forward your own agenda, or to make these backdoor deals to push forward your friend's agenda. So since you're not hearing us, then you got to go. You're out of office. And that means that we all have to keep our our local and our state and our, you know, national government accountable for this. Yes. That's period. Exactly. Okay. Thank you both for coming on and sharing with us the March on Washington. Oh. I really enjoyed going with you both. Thank you for going with yeah. me. Well, I'm so glad you, you were so able to join us. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Well, we'll that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, and thank everybody for watching tonight. And I hope you got um, a little taste of what it was like actually being there. Um, and I hope you come back for next week. And um, yeah, thank you for watching. Have a good night. Have a good one.